for the first day of our seminar on the overview of Kanto to of Srimad Bhagavatam. So what you're seeing here is the whole Kanto 2 at a glance, 10 chapters, 3 sections. The first section is yoga processes. Uh, it talks about the different, three different levels of yoga. Here we have Brahman realization, Supasa realization, and here is Bhakti Yoga or devotional service, change of heart. In the second section, universal form, we'll first have prayers by Shukadeva Goswami. Uh, before he can speak Bhagavatam, he wants to be empowered. And then we have Lord Brahma uh, being questioned by Narada Muni. So the first five chapters we will cover today, and tomorrow we will do the second five chapters, which will take us into creation and the incarnations and the chapter shloki and the ten subjects of Bhagavatam. That is for tomorrow. So come back tomorrow if you want to hear that. So now we're now this is a picture for every verse. It is based on this book here, Second Canto at a glance. So if you want after the class you can get a book. It's what you're seeing up here. All these pictures are in this book here. And uh, so each of these pictures is a verse of Shima Bhagavatam. So we have all the verses here. And the first part here is called Success by Chanting. Your success by chanting. Because at the end of Canto 1, Pariksha Maharaj Ashtabhita Goswami, what, if I'm about to die, what should I hear about, chant, remember, and worship? So Shukadeva Goswami answers that the highest perfection of human life is to remember Krishna, the personality of Godhead. So he had seven days to live, uh, but we have a lot more time. So, we, But every day we should hear about Krishna too, because otherwise, time of death, you may not... If you don't practice, you don't remember. So we're going to have lessons for each of these pictures. And after each picture, I'll ask you what lesson did you hear? What did you learn from this picture? So I'll tell you when the lesson comes. But you can also have other lessons, even besides the ones I can tell you. And so verse, I'm going to read from this book, verse 5. If you at all desire to be free from misery, here is verse 5. Five over here. Here they're chanting hearts about chanting. If you at all desire to be free from misery, hear about the Supreme Personality, glorify and remember the Supreme Soul, Supreme Controller and Savior of all. So success by chanting. There are more verses here about chanting. Um, and uh, so the first lesson we learn here is by chanting. You see here, they're chanting Hare Krishna, the whole family. And we have many families here where the whole family is chanting Hare Krishna, even the small children are chanting. And um, fear is running away. And you become free from miseries. All the miseries are going away. So the first lesson, chanting and hearing about Krishna, you become free from miseries and you get perfection of life. But, very important thing is you need association of devotees in order to get perfection. That's the second lesson here. 
Without the association of pure devotees, uh, you cannot get perfection. Now we go to verse 11, which is over here. Here we have Lord Chaitanya leading the chanting. Everybody's chanting. So what's going to happen if you chant Hare Krishna? What kind of process is chanting? Is the doubtless and fearless way of success for all. So if you chant Hare Krishna, you'll become free from fear and doubt. So now the second part here is about developing a service attitude. So Shukadeva is urging Maharaj Parishit to use his remaining time wisely, just like King Katvanga, he had a few seconds to live, a minute to live, and he ran to the deity of Krishna so that he could go back to Godhead quickly. There was one Russian lady who found out she had cancer, and she was in the Bombay hospital, and they said, you know, you can stay here, but she said, no, I will go to Vrindavan. She came to Vrindavan, after two days she left her body in Vrindavan. So she was like Maharaj Padvanga, she didn't wait. She didn't want to wait to the last minute. So, but here it's recommended to chant Om. Here we have a yogi chanting Om. So who, who should chant Om? If you cannot chant Hare Krishna, then Om is for you. This is, this is impersonal. Many of the yogis, they chant Om, those who practice yoga. So, but we can understand from this uh, chapter here, we're going to hear about the universal form, seeing Krishna everywhere. But most people, when they hear about pantheism, they think everything, because God is everywhere, everything is God. But that's not a fact. The dog is not God, just because, the, but the Lord is in the heart of the dog. The Lord is his energy, the body of the dog is the Lord's energy. So in that way we can see the Lord everywhere. Okay, now we're at the end of this picture. What lessons did you learn from this picture? Chanting. Yes, chanting, chant the Hare Krishna. And you'll be free from doubt and fear. Association of devotees. You must have association of devotees. Okay, very good. You're an expert. So here we have the planetary systems in universal form. And he's, he's talking about the universe of all the planetary systems. And the universal form is for the beginners. But we are also beginners, so it will help us too. How to see Krishna everywhere. And it's this Vishwarupa is a challenge to the atheist. They say, show me God. Okay, you can see God in this material world, you can see. And the demons say, show me God, show me God. But one important thing, if you want to get realization from the universal form, you have to cultivate a service attitude. Service self. This is the first lesson here. If you want to realize the Lord by meditating on universal form, you have to cultivate a service attitude. So here in the second part, we see the demigods as part of his body. And there's three types of people who are worshiping the Lord indirectly, according to Bhagavad Gita. In Kattena Pitaktena Bahuda Vishvatomaka. 
So meditation on the Vishwarupa can satisfy all three of these. Uh, if you're if you're a monist, you can say yes. This is all. This is the energy of the Lord. We want to become one with the energy. Okay, let's let's study the energy of the Lord. If you're a demigod worshiper, all the demigods are here in different parts of the body of the universal form. Yes, Surya is his eye, and the bones are the mountains we see on this earth. So we and the veins, the rivers are his veins. And so you can realize. And if you're a pantheist, you see, if you want to see God everywhere in nature, then yes, you can see how it's related to the universal form. Now, everything in nature, here we see animals in this third section here. Um, but there's a problem. If, you, if you're attracted to the smile of the universal form, you're going to be in trouble. Because the smile is Maya. And behind the smile are the teeth. So if you get attracted to the smile of this material world, you're going to get crushed by the teeth after. If you go into the mouth, we hear that in Bhagavad Gita. All the all warriors, all soldiers, they went into the mouth of the universal form. So this is lesson number two. Don't be attracted by the smiling glance of Maya. This universal form is not an eternal body of the Lord. It is a temporary material body. I read verse 31. His cerebral passage is the Vedas full of hymns and laws. The god of death yamas his teeth and jaws. His set of teeth are the art of affection. His smile, the alluring material conception. Okay. What lessons did we learn? Whoa. Wait a minute, we're not going to go to the lessons yet. We're going to have one more section here. Be sure of meditation. We've got all the animals here, are his nails. And the ocean is his stomach. And the rivers are his veins. So that's why if you take bath in the ocean, then it's good for your um, digestion and your abdomen, intestines. Any intestinal problems, any digestion problems, take bath in the ocean. <laughs> it's very close. You just go jump in, and good. It's a good nature, natural cure for indigestion. If you have problems with nerves and veins, take bath in the rivers. Rivers will cure that because they are the veins of the Lord. Okay, now, what lessons do you remember? To cultivate a service attitude to realize the Lord. Any other lesson? To wear a smile of the universal form. Don't get attracted by the smiling glance of Maya. What happens? What's behind the smile? The teeth. They will kill you. If you're not careful, be careful. Okay, we're going to go to chapter 2, Lord in the Heart. Now, this, we're shifting from universal form meditation to super soul meditation. This is mercy for the yogis. The first chapter was mercy for the yanis. They can meditate in universal form. Now, we're going to have mercy for the yogis. 
The first part is detachment in the world of names. So this, this world is a place of names. So I'll read the verse. What should we do in this world of names? Here's a... Uh, so it's actually the lesson is simple living and high thinking. So what the verse says, he lies down on the earth for a bed. For a pillow his own arms uses instead. For utensils he has his own bare hands. For his clothes, tree bark supplies his demands. So that is verse four over here. Here he is. Simple living and high thinking in this world of names. Why do they call it the world of names? Because you have a name, the house, you have a name for the house, but after some years it crumbles and it becomes dust or earth. You have a name, we all have names, but in the time of death that's all going to change and the form will, will disappear and we'll have a new name in our next birth. And hopefully it'll be a spiritual name. That's what we're hoping for. We will get out of this world of names and go to the reality, the spiritual world, where everything is eternal, and we are eternal. So how to do that? So Shukadeva is recommending detachment in the world of names. Be detached. And so in the early days of our movement in India, my friends, a husband, wife, and child, they went to start a farm in Gujarat. And there was no house, there was just land, they were living under a tree, and people would come and give them donation, but then monsoon came, and they were singing under the tree in the rain, and one rich man came and said, I'll, I'll give you a house. And he supplied it with all the food and everything. And so that was detachment. And that was for Prabhupada, we would do things like that. We would, uh, just give up everything. So simple living and high thinking, that's the first lesson here. We should practice simple living and high thinking while living in this world of names. Second section here is super soul, realization. Second step in God realization. First step is Raman, now Paramatma. So the great mystics, they place the lotus feet of the heart of the Lord on the lotus. Here he has a lotus in his heart. We all have lotuses in our hearts. And that lotus is meant for the Lord to sit on or stand on. So here he is. He's meditating. Um, super so in heart. I'll read verse 13. Begin with his feet for your meditation then progress to his face in concentration. To consider his limbs from lower to higher intelligence. Look. So, now, important thing while meditating on the super soul, you have to be really, really careful to, to develop a service attitude. What happens if you don't develop a service attitude and you see the super soul in the heart? You're, you might think, oh, self-realization, that's me. And that's a problem. For some yogis, they think, Super soul is me. That's me. Wow, I got four hands. And uh, no, it's not you. It's, it's the Lord in your heart. So important to develop a service attitude. When you see the Lord in your heart, meditation, ask the Lord, what can I do for you? What service can I do? The second lesson, service attitude while meditating on super soul. 
Then the, the third part, leaving the material body. If the yogi, he's a good yogi because he's meditating and loving Sri Krishna. So he can go back to Godhead. But the yogic process, here's the different chakras. You, you have to lift the prana, the soul is on the prana. You lift it up to the different chakras and then out the top of the head. And here he is. He's meditating on the chakras. And if he chants Hare Krishna, when he thinks of Krishna, then he will go to Krishna. Even the yogi can go to Krishna too. If he develops a service attitude. So this is uh, leaving the material body. I'll read verse 15. Okay, when a yogi, this earth desires to quit, he should not be perplexed, but comfortably sit. Regulating the senses by control of the mind, he should not be perplexed about place or time. So, very fortunate yogi. He's going back to God and thinking of Krishna. Uh, it is possible, according to Srimad Bhagavatam, even the yogis can go back to God. Again. So, what were the two lessons we learned? Hey, raise your hand now, because everybody says it once, so I don't know who is saying. Raise your hand. If you got a lesson, yes? Simple living and high thinking for detachment from the names of the world. Yeah, and while living in this world of names, we should have simple living and high thinking. And what was the other lesson we learned here? So we have to service attitude. Service attitude while meditating on super soul. And service attitude while meditating on the visual reports. Reverse form. Good. So now we're in part two of chapter two. And the first part is Brahmaloka to Vaikuntha. So the yogi, he does so many austerities. He burns himself up in the yogic fire. And then he goes slowly, slowly through all the planetary systems. Finally, he goes to the spiritual world. But the devotee, he has a different process. He has a different process. He simply waters his devotional creeper by chanting and hearing and he and the airplane comes for him he doesn't have to worry the Vaikunti airplane will come and take you back to Godhead you just chant Hare Krishna <coughs> so the first lesson here devotees achieve whatever mystic yogis achieve simply by chanting and hearing they go through this very complicated process of meditation and bringing the soul up through the chakras we just chant Hare Krishna Maybe she sends an airplane for us at the time of death. So, second here is attraction for Krishna. That's very, very important. After scrutinizing the Vedas three times, Brahma understood that the, uh, what is the goal to make progress is attraction for the personality of God and Shri Krishna. You must develop attraction for Krishna. And uh, so we should hear, glorify, and remember during our Bhagavatam class, the nectar of Krishna's lotus feet is coming down and sprinkling all of us with Krishna Prema. Okay, so what was the lesson here, Vishyam? Yes? Water the devotional creeper, yes, yes. And you will get all that the mystic yogis get, without a doubt. Okay, now we're in chapter 3. We're making progress here. We've got from Vishnu Rupa to Supersong. And now, yep. the, we're going to worship Krishna. 
devotional service, change of heart. So the first section here, everyone worship Lord Marie. And important verse here is verse 11, I'll read verse 11. Yes, the comments of the Commonwealth. That's the key verse here. Worshippers of so many different kinds can attain perfection of the hearts and minds by, by spontaneous attraction and flinching and fix to Krishna, through his bhakta, whose heart is unmixed. So we want to chant. Oh, that was verse 10, actually. Yeah. I, wrote, I, I wrote verse 11, which emphasizes the um, association of pure body. But verse 10 is, if you're full of desires, or if, you're, if you want moksha, liberation, or if you're free of desires, or if you if you're, want to please Krishna, just worship Krishna. It doesn't matter who you are or what you want. So this is the first lesson here. Everyone should worship the Lord regardless of his position. Everyone should worship Krishna. Now here in verse 12, what happens if you worship Krishna? Here's a big whirlpool here in this material world. Did you ever fail to feel like you're caught in a whirlpool? Uh, if any of you work at jobs uh, and you try to keep your mind balanced, you might feel like you're in this whirlpool here. And what is he holding on to? That Srimad Bhagavatam there. Uh, there's a rope that Krishna's throwing. So hold on Srimad Bhagavatam. If you worship Krishna, you'll be free from this whirlpool. Transcendental knowledge will free you from this whirlpool of birth and death. So the second section is Krishna Kata. Um, the sun is in the, the key verse here is about how the sun is taking away the duration of our life every day, except for one who is chanting and hearing about Krishna. What verse is that? That's verse 17. Over here. Yeah, here, here, here's the sun taking away the duration. The Yamadudas are coming to get this person because he did not chant Hare Krishna. One time Prabhupada was giving a lecture in India on uh, Ajamila and Yamadudas is coming and Yamaduta was telling his messengers, take everyone. Uh, bring everyone to me except those who are chanting Hare Krishna. And Prabhupada said in that lecture, bring everyone to me except those who become life members of his club. <laughs> <laughs> they all became life members, <laughs> everyone in that class. Because <laughs> if a pure devotee says something, it must come true. Yeah. Yeah, be careful here. Okay, so here we have Krishna Kata. Krishna Kata will save you will save your life. So this is the first, the second lesson here, is it? Yes. The ways who chant and hear about Krishna are protected from time and death. We're hearing about that in the, in the morning, Bhagavatam class, how old age cannot affect the devotee of the Lord. You're protected from old age and death and time if you chant and hear. And you know why that is? Because the sages have invited Yamaraj to come for Bhagavatam class. So as long as you're in hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, you will not die. Yamaraj will not get you. So if you don't 
do that, look what happens to these people. They, they look like people, they have the heads of donkeys, hogs, dogs, donkeys, and hats. Um, yes, they don't, they glorify the politicians, the movie stars, the sports guys. They are not glorifying Krishna. And so if they look like people, but they're not, according to Shima, dog, dogs, hogs, camels, and asses. So don't make sure you don't become one of them. When Prabhupada was speaking in the University of Hawaii, one student asked Prabhupada, what's the harm in becoming a dog? <laughs> Prabhupada said, okay, you have my blessings. <laughs> because, and he said, I'll forget. So it'll be okay. What if I forget? Uh, that's the worst, worst thing that can happen to you. So this is university education, Prabhupada said. Now the end of this is pure emotional service. And this person has ears like snake holes, like snakes. If you don't hear about Krishna, then that's the problem. Your eyes are like peacock feathers, the eyes are peacock feathers. If you do not see Krishna, uh, and your head is a heavy burden only, a bag of rocks if you don't bow down. And so, and your hands are useless if you don't clean the temple. So, Prabhupada in a lecture says, the more you clean the temple, the more your heart becomes clean. The more you dress Krishna, you become satisfied. That uh, Krishna is beautiful, but when you come to dress him, he becomes more beautiful. So here, um, here it says, uh, the verse says, if you don't take the dust of the pure devotee on your head, you're like a dead body. When I, when I was supposed to get initiated, I wrote a letter to Prabhupada and I quoted this verse. If you don't initiate me, then I'm, I'm like a dead body. So he initiated me, wrote me back a letter and initiated me. But in his purport, Prabhupada says, we should worship the devotee, don't worship Krishna alone, worship through Radharani. This is one of the purports there. If Radharani is pleased, then and Krishna will be pleased with us. So here is another lesson here in this picture that we cannot worship Krishna directly but through the devotee. And then another verse is about chanting the holy name. Here he's chanting, he's having ecstatic symptoms, he's crying but he's thinking about enjoying. This is not good. Um, so what we learn here is the symptoms of Baba are not only external, but they're internal. That's what Prabhupada talks about in the purport here. Um, real Baba means freedom from material desires, using every moment, don't waste time, glorify the Lord constantly, attachment to chanting, attraction to living in the land of the Lord, detachment from material happiness. So this is very, very important. And uh, so, what lessons did you learn here uh, from this picture? Raise your hand. Yes? Symptoms of Baba are internal. Okay, what other lesson did you learn? Yes? Worshipping Lord Krishna regardless of one's Yes, even if you're full of desires or no desires, or you want moksha, worship Krishna. Good, good. Good. 
devotees who chant and hear about Krishna are protected from time and death. Good. We are learning. Oh, there's one more lesson. We can't worship Krishna alone. Hmm? We can't worship Krishna alone. Yes, you got it. We have to worship. We cannot worship Krishna directly. We have to worship through the devotees. Good. Very nice. You are learning. We are learning lessons here from the different pictures. Okay, so chapter 4, Process of Creation. First, Krishna is asking questions. How does the Lord create? How does He engage His energies in maintaining and destroying the universe? So He's asking about creation, maintenance, and destruction. And He asks one final question. Does the Lord Himself direct the modes? Or does He do His work through His expansions? So Shukadev, before Shukadev answers, He starts to offer prayers. So this section I call devotees purify the fallen souls. So he offers his obeisances and uh, Prabhupada explains that the devotees when they give speeches, when they lecture, when they do anything before they eat, they ask permission from the Lord. They ask permission. So Shukadeva is praying here for permission from the Lord to do anything. Um, so this is, we have to get in the habit of praying before we study Bhagavatam, before we uh, sell books, before we do anything. We should pray for the blessings of the Lord. That's the first lesson here. Before we do any service, we should follow the example of Shukri Goswami. Uh, before he answered any questions, he offered prayers begging for mercy, begging for empowerment, begging for blessings. So, who are we? We really need the mercy, we really need the blessings. We should offer prayers, we should beg, we should pray before uh, we do anything. So that will be mercy of the Lord. Uh, verse 15 is about chanting and hearing. Are we in? Yeah, we're in chapter 4. Yes, we're in chapter 4. Oh, hi. Oh, sorry, I'm behind there. Let me go to chapter 4. My picture didn't match this picture. There we are. 1314. 15. Yes, here's somebody chanting Hare Krishna. So, very, very interesting verse here, verse 15 about chanting, hearing, remembering. Uh, and uh, there's an extra thing in there. It's about seeing the deity, seeing Krishna. And uh, that verse is ikshanam. And Prabhupada said, even if you just come and sit in front of the deities, that is devotional service. And you appreciate how beautiful are the deities. Even if you open the book and see the pictures, that's devotional service. So when the book distributors show pictures to the people, then they're advancing. It's one of the processes of devotional service. According to Shukadeva Goswami, not just showing Kirtana Vishnu Smarna, he has another one, Vikshana, seeing. So um, now verse 18 is about being purified by the pure devotee. That's here, here we have pure devotee. 
That was verse 15. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kirtana, yet Svarana, yet Dikshana. That was verse 15. Now we're going to verse 18. Kirata Hunanda Puka, Hulinda Puka, Shah. That is about the different. <clears throat> Everybody, it doesn't matter what your birth, you can be purified if you take shelter of a pure devotee. And this is a lesson. Anyone can be purified if you take shelter of a pure devotee. And you have to mold your character according to the directions. You have to follow the instructions of a pure devotee. I'll read from this book. Those who do sinful acts are addicted, can be purified, it is predicted, by taking shelter of the Lord's dear devotees. And thus in this way, the Lord they please. So yes, this is very, very important to take shelter of the devotees. And but there is a, a quality to it. There is an a very important attitude. We must have, and this is described in this last section. The last section is called Praying Mercy for Empowerment. Praying Mercy. So here she is praying to the Lord in the heart. Uh, and his verse 19. Verse, where is verse 19? 20, 21, 22. Hmm. Verse 19. There it is. It's in the corner here. Verse 19 uh, is about giving up pretensions. Pretensions. We pretend to be this body. We're not the body. <coughs> We're pretending to be so many things. We have to give up these pretensions if we want to worship Krishna. So Krishna is, not, the second lesson, Krishna is realized only by devotees who are without pretensions, without hypocrisy. We have to be truthful devotees. So praying for empowerment now. He ends with prayers begging for the mercy of the Lord. He says over and over again, may the Lord be pleased. He begs to Saraswati here. Oh, this is Lakshmi. He does pray to Saraswati. Which verse is that? Verse 20. 23. Yeah, that is, that's 23. Okay. Well, we see Lakshmi here, but it's Saraswati he's praying to. To make his words perfect. Now, as a fully dependent devotee, Shukadeva is invoking the pleasure of the Lord so that he can speak. He's praying to please the lotus feet of Krishna. And um, so this is the uh, next lesson. Devotees, they want to please the Lord and become his instrument. So this whole, all his prayers are how to become an instrument. In the purports, Srila Prabhupada explains very thoroughly what it means to be an instrument of the Lord, what mentality you should have. And the ultimate thing is to pray to please Krishna. You want to please Krishna. Intention is the most important thing. Now there is a very interesting verse at the end of this chapter, verse 24. We see here's nectar dropping from, from the lips of Krishna. This nectar is coming to the sages and it's coming down in the specific succession and it's and it's the books it's Shrimad Bhagavatam this is the nectar but what is the origin of this nectar where did it come from uh, 
uh, there's a quote where Prabhupada says, originally this knowledge was nectar dropping from the mouth of Krishna and transferred to his consorts by kissing. So that's the origin of this nectar. So what's the conclusion? Uh, and this same nectar has been passed down from Vyasadeva to Shukadeva and Parampara. So Prabhupada said, pure devotees equally relish the nectar in the form of profound philosophical discourses and in the form of kissing by the Lord, as there is no mundane distinction between the two. So one time I was giving a lecture to Vrindava Gurukul on Radhashtami, and one Gurukul kid said, did Radharani go to Gurukul? <laughs> I said, no, she, she learned it a different way. <laughs> so um, here we hear from Shira Prabhupada and Shima Bhagavatam. What is, the, what, are, what is coming to us? What, what is this nectar that we hear in Srimad Bhagavatam? It's coming down from the mouth of Krishna. Originally, they learned how dancing and music and everything by exchanging um, prasad from Krishna's mouth by kissing many different things. They, that's all they learned. They didn't go to Guruko, the gopis. So, but if we hear, if we hear Srimad Bhagavatam, then we're in that discipline succession, and we're getting that nectar. Okay, so, what lessons did we learn here, Rishikhan? Yes? Before we begin any service, we should seek blessings from them. Yes, before we begin any service, seek blessings, yes? Uh, so, yeah. the succession. The succession, very good. Okay, any other? Yeah, purity can, can uplift any fallen soul. Is that, yes? The importance of seeing the deities. importance of seeing the deities, yeah. Chanting has been stressed here, chanting has been stressed here, Yeah, that's also there, yeah, in that verse 15. You're learning a lot of lessons which I didn't even tell you, so that's really good. <laughs> Because every verse of Bhagavatam has a lesson that you can learn. Every verse. I'm just picking a few important ones. Yeah? How to be an instrument in the hand of Krishna. Uh, yes, how to be a, we must, yes, we must desire to be an instrument and to please Krishna. Good. Yes, we must be free from pretensions to realize Krishna. Good. Good, you are learning. You can get your Bhakti Vaibhava in one week here. <laughs> Two days per canto. <laughs> we take, uh, what, 12 days? Um, two days per canto. Third canto and fourth are longer. Okay, now we're going to chapter 5, part 1, Cause of All Causes. And Narada uh, is asking Brahma about his position. He's a bit confused because uh, he's seeing Narada that Brahma is meditating on somebody, so he must not be the Supreme. He's asking about creation, he's asking about so many things. But Narada is, you know, he's, he's a little confused. He said, I thought you were the creator. But uh, no. And so, what we have, well, first lesson we learned here is that we must inquire about knowledge and receive it through parampara. Very similar to something that we heard in the previous chapter. I'll read verse 
7. You are so powerful when you create, but perhaps there's someone even more great. This we wonder when we see how so disciplined you are in austerity. So he's, he's, he's wondering, Narada is wondering about that. Um, so then here, in the second part, the Lord empowers Brahma. And Lord Brahma confirms, he tells, he says, yes, I'm not the creator, it's Narayan. It's Narayan, it's not me. It's, I'm getting it from Krishna. Krishna is the original creator. So Narayan, or we can say Narayan, Let's see what verse 11 says. I am only the creator secondary as the sunshine reflects from the stars we see. By his glance I am invested in power to create as the moon with sunlight does illuminate. So yes, it, it is Narayan, it is Krishna. So the lesson, second lesson, Narayan is the creator and Brahma is the engineer. He's the engineer. And what's the blueprint for creation? is the universal form. <coughs> How does he know where to put everything? He looks at the universal form, he sees the blueprint, and then he creates. Because the universal form appears in a subtle form first before it's grossly manifested, and Brahma sees that, and he can understand where everything must go, in which places in the universe he can see. So, now here we see verse 13. This is here is Krishna, but behind Krishna is Maya. Maya is standing out of shame. She bewilders the living entities into thinking, I am mine. <coughs> now, this is, uh, so the back of Krishna is uh, the impersonal also, the back of, not the back, not of Krishna, but the back of the Vishwarup, universal form, is the impersonal uh, form of the Lord. So one lesson we learn here, if you face the Lord from the front, you're going to realize his personal form. And if you look at the Lord from the back, you're going to see the impersonal form of the Lord. It will be very impersonal. So therefore, that's why we want to face the Lord from the front. We want to serve him. Again, service attitude is very important. And uh, here we have Narayana, the Lord empowers Rama. He was telling Narada. And then the last section here is about Narayana is the actual creator. Here we have Garudakshayi Vishnu, and uh, we have the three Guna avatars, and the modes of nature, and Narayana is the original. But the scientists unfortunately cannot see Narayana, so they don't believe in it. So, the third, what we learn here in this last section, all knowledge, all yoga, all sacrifices are meant for achieving the Lord and for pleasing Him. That's really important to know. Whatever you're doing is meant for pleasing Krishna. So how does the Lord accept the modes? That was one question. He accepts the modes as the Sri Guna Avatars, Rama Vishnu Shiva, and he's also, uh, as a universal form, he, the modes come, and also as controller of the modes. Here he's controlling, as, as Vishnu. Okay, so what lessons did we learn from this picture? Yes? Narayan is the creator. Narayan is the creator. Ram is the engineer. And the universal form 
blueprint. Universal form is a blueprint. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay, wait a minute, you raise this hand. Yes? Uh, you have to face Krishna from the front. Yeah, you have to face Krishna from the front. What happens if you look at the, if you're facing from the back? Impersonal form. It's, it's very, the back is impersonal. You turn your back on someone, you're being very impersonal with them. <laughs> yes? Parampara, knowledge, inquire about knowledge and get it, receive it through Parampara. Good, good, yes. All knowledge, all yoga, or whatever I don't need to be supreme. Yeah, pur uh, purpose of anything you do, yoga, knowledge, everything is to please Krishna. Let's see, we got everything here. Yeah, we did get everything. Good, okay, we're going to go to chapter five, part two, which is the last part. Tomorrow we'll do the next five chapters. And the 10 totally slow shooting bhakti. Okay, so here we have part two, we have sarga. Sarga, creation by Vishnu. And first Vishnu creates all the different senses, the sense organs, the modes of nature, all the parts of the body, they're all in pieces. And this is called Sarva. Sarva. From Mahavishnu. All these things are coming from false ego and goodness. The mind and demigods come. Here we have the demigods. This is false ego and goodness. The mind, the mind and the demigods. False ego and ignorance. We have uh, the different elements and senses. And in passion, we have intelligence, and we have all these the sense organs. Sense organs. This is the sense objects. Sorry, in ignorance, this is sense objects and the elements, and in the mode of passion. Now, um, the problem is all the pieces are separated. What are you going to do with pieces? Uh, you can't do anything with them. So what did the Lord do? He entered into the universe with the elements and he put all the pieces together into universal form. They all came together in universal form. All the pieces, as soon as Garvanashai Vishnu enters here, um, then all the pieces come together. I read verse 34. All universes in the water for eons were situated, then he entered them all and they became animated. So here in the universal form, all the pieces are there in the right place, and Brahma was able to create. Uh, so, Visharupa, the last section here, Visharupa, we have all the planets now in their places, lower planets, higher planets. All in the universal form. The four orders, Varnas, Brahmana, Shakya, Raisha, Shudra, in the, their right places in the body. Brahmanas are the head, Shakyas are the arms, the Raishas are the stomach, and Shudras are the legs. So, this Visharupa again, uh, we can meditate on this and we can go to the spiritual world only by developing service attitude again. So that's the lesson here. We have to develop service attitude to the universal form, to the super soul, to the universal form. And finally, 
most importantly, service attitude to Krishna. So I'll stop here. If you have any questions or comments, you can ask at this point. <coughs> yes, what's your question? You have a question? No. Yes. How do we understand the Virago is imaginary? Yes, how do you understand that it's imaginary? Because it's temporary. It's not permanent. That's why we say it's, it's, it's imaginary. It's not an eternal form of the Lord. Eternal forms are real, reality. Vishwarupa is imaginary because it, it, it doesn't exist eternally in the spiritual world. It is temporary manifestation. When this world, when the cosmic manifestation is created, then the universe is form comes. So in that sense, it's imaginary. Yes, yes, yes. It's like part of the world of things. So that Arjuna saw, he didn't see anything? No, he saw, he saw the universe of form because it's, it, it's real as long as this world exists. It's, it's here while the world is here. But it's imaginary because it doesn't exist in the spiritual world. So the real reality is in the spiritual world. Yes? Uh, the, in the 19th chapter, the first chapter, the Parishita is the most important question. What did you give everyone about Siddhartha? So, which are the verses, exact answer to those two questions? Yeah, yeah, the exact answer, what is the. Um, what should a person chant about? That's right in the first chapter of this second canto. Yes. Uh, verse 5, verse, 11, verse 10, verse 11. Okay. Verse 6, 5, 6, 10, 11. They're all about chanting. Ante Narayana Smriti. Always, you remember Narayana at the time of death. We ask one Yeah, it's not from one, what one should do. But it goes into what, what you should not do in chapter 3 about the, um, don't glorify, don't be like hogswolves, camels, and asses. Oh, okay. yeah. Yes? Matali, you have taken these pictures from the key memory verses or these are? These are every single verse. These are every single verse of, of second category. From one to the end. It's not just key verses. Every, every single verse is there. Numbers are there on the petals, and you can see every verse, and then there's a poetry that goes with it. It's, it's in poetry form. And you, you drew it in No, I have an artist. Yeah. But we discussed every single verse. Yeah, that's just that's just in my lecture. Because every verse is important. I mean, many verses. You can find a lesson in every verse. So I just chose some important ones. Yeah. To help you, you can also yeah, do yeah. the same thing. It made a lot of sense. Yes. Not in the first time, no. the first time, we understand that 
sorry, in the middle of the first interview, we understand that Jayasri was being disappointed. Mm, right. And then Ramadhi says, because you haven't Krishna or Bhakti Bhakti. And then we see this particular kind of starting, and again, uh, it's explanation of Jnana Yoga, Shtani Yoga. Yeah. So, well, Paragrashal service is stuck there in chapter 3 and chapter. Chapter 3, pure emotional service of change of heart. And, and right in the beginning, he's talking about chanting Hare Krishna. He's about talking about chanting. In chapter chapter 1, it's about chanting and hearing, remembering Krishna. Chapter 2, it's about how the devotees can achieve what the yogis achieve. He's showing how, yes, two things. He's showing you can be a devotee even if you're an impersonalist. You can't come to the devotional platform even if you're a yogi even if you're a personalist. It doesn't matter what your desires are, you should worship Krishna and become a devotee. So he's trying to bring everybody in into his uh, into the devotional service. The purpose of Sukadeva Goswami starting the second canto with all this universal form is like the first step in self-realization. Yeah, first step in self, first step in third. In God realization. Yeah, in God realization. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's showing. He's showing, but he's also connecting each one with Krishna. How to connect jnana with Krishna, how to connect yoga with Krishna, how to connect upasana, worship with Krishna. Same like Bhakti also. Yeah. Even though Krishna is doing so many parts, ultimately he's stressing Bhakti. Yeah, Bhakti is how to connect with Bhakti no matter what, who you are or what you are. Any more questions? Yes. Why is the universal form Vishwaru and Viratu? They all are the same. The same name. Mm -hmm. Vishwaru, Viratu, same. Same name. Okay. Any other questions? Yes. So she asked, when, when Krishna passes the knowledge to the gopis by kissing, for us, when we hear Srimad Bhagavatam, is it like being kissed by Krishna? Mm -hmm. um, eventually, uh, you'll get to that point. Right now, we don't realize it like that. But, it, but if you read Chaitanya Charitamrita, it analyzes what comes from Krishna's mouth as nectar. Lord Chaitanya, you can read more about it in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Yes, it, it's coming from Krishna's mouth, so it's it's very, very special. It is something like that. We are getting his remnants from Srimad Bhagavatam. Prasad it is the prasad of Krishna. It is Krishna Prasad. I mean, but we shouldn't imagine that we're being kissed by Krishna. That's a good sadhya. Um, but uh, that's the origin. Of it. The origin is, is from the mouth of Krishna, it's nectar, uh, it is wonderful. Yeah, be careful. Okay, any other questions? Uh, I can't hear you. Can you come closer? How do we? How do How do we? How do we become enthusiastic? How do we become enthusiastic? 
How do we become enthusiastic? You associate with people who are enthusiastic. Like I was at Mangalarchi today, and usually I just kind of stand there, but there was what, the lady right in front of me was dancing. Wildly, I mean, kind of. And so Ganshia started dancing too. Um, just being in her, in, close to her, uh, I was, I started, and I, and I was happy about it too. First I was thinking, oh my God, I can't see the deities very well here. Um, but then, <laughs> then I thought, okay, let me just follow her. <laughs> and, and it turned out very nice. Um, so she was very enthusiastic for dancing. And I, I kind of, it kind of rubbed off on me. And, that's good. Um, yeah, so you have to, you, by association, everything is possible. And that was sort of the lessons we learned here in this canto. Any other questions? If anybody wants a book, you can come and get it. And uh, we have a few books here. And we have also one. We have also the full bottle chocolate, only one, one coffee.